All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV. Today I'm coming live with my cat, Pat, who has decided today not to, you know, give me my chair. And when I try to take the chair, he just decides he's going to sit in it. So um, we're, we're doing the show right now together. So anyway, Today's episode is called Living With Your Medical Conditions to Thrive. We're going to be talking all about the different medical conditions, how they don't stop us. They, you know, you can still move forward with your dreams, maybe just a little bit differently. So we're going to be getting into that. Today's episode has been sponsored by Phoenix Identity. Identity, uh, if you're feeling desperate, desperate to feel like yourself, but you don't know what that looks like. Um, let us help you reconnect to who you are, what you love, and a life you feel blessed to be living. Uh, go and check out their life crisis package for 25% off if you use the code 911 because it is a life crisis. Go and check them out. Uh, their three-month life coach life crisis package is their most popular package for clients who want to get rid of the weight of their troubles, reconnect to themselves, and feel in control of their lives once more. So Link in the description, go and do that. Again, I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator, and founder of not only just Live TV, but also the Women's Sporting Women Can Network. And my guest speaker today is none other than Samantha Wendt. Samantha, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I am Samantha. And yes, you can live with medical diagnosis, but yet still thrive in life. And I am living proof with that. Um, just to give you a little glimpse into my life, my oldest and I were involved in a motor vehicle accident end of January 2016. The doctors got stuck with ha me having two partial torn tendons within the first month they found that out. And in reality, I went eight months undiagnosed with a concussion. Now I live with chronic post-concussion syndrome. And then in the end of March, early April of 2016, I was diagnosed with celiac and then multiple food intolerances, which later turned into food allergies. And then if that was not enough, I was diagnosed 21 months after the accident with a broken dominant hand. And now I live with three fused joints in my right hand. I went through it all. The doctors even diagnosed me with chronic PTSD, anxiety, depression. They threw a lot of diagnosis at me, but I said there's more to life. And five years after the accident, I finished up my schooling to become a certified master herbalist. And then I shortly after that went on to become a certified Zyto specialist. And then in the fall of 2021, I became a certified um, shaper claim practitioner. And to back it up a little bit, March 21st, 2021, I opened up my business, Empowered by Nature Wellness Center. And this is why I say you are more than your diagnosis. And I will also say, even though I have a TBI, this year I became a certified lifeguard. I know my triggers. I know some people look at me and go, you can't be a lifeguard because you've got a TBI. But I know my triggers. I'm the accident was 2016. So I mean, we're six years out from the accident. And I have learned to live with my diagnosis and thrive, not only just to live, but to thrive in life. And I am here to help you 
cross that bridge from, oh, I've got all these diagnoses. Woe is me. The trauma mindset to flipping it to being a triumph story. Yep. And I love that. And welcome, welcome to the show because people don't talk about that enough. And just the, you know, traumatic brain injuries, whether mild to severe, to severe, um, different diagnoses, right? Whether you have, you know, stomach issues like IBS, celiac, um, acid reflux, there are so many different medical diagnoses that we can get. I at one point had a heart condition. I had it treated. It's now potentially gone, potentially could come back, but you make lifestyle changes with those, right? And you do eventually find the things that trigger you, like you said, being a lifeguard, right? And that's amazing. Being a lifeguard with a traumatic brain injury is, you know, knowing what your limitations are, knowing what your triggers are and how, instead of it saying a lot of people, and correct me if I'm wrong for anybody watching or catching the replay, when you get a diagnosis of a medical condition that has limitations to it, our almost instinct is to be like, oh, I can't do anything now. I can't do anything. Who am I now? And that diagnosis starts to kind of take over your identity, right? You lose yourself in the diagnosis. And that's why the Phoenix identity does what they do in that and, and the life crisis, because we lose our identity to so many things, whether that's becoming a parent, becoming a, you know, having a, you know, getting married, whatever that looks like, we tend to lose our identity. And the more, I don't want to say the more special or the more um, extreme, but the ones that really grab onto you like a medical condition that can be debilitating when it grabs onto you it's even more of a that's who I am now right if you walk up to the street and you say oh hey you know uh my name's Melissa I've had cancer I haven't so I'm not saying this as anything else but if I walked up to somebody I said hey my name's Melissa this is my life I've been uh you know, um, I'm a cancer survivor, whatever that looks like. And again, speaking hypothetically, what are they going to remember? Are they going to remember my name? Are they going to remember my diagnosis? Are they going to remember? That's kind of the issue that you come by, right? Is you, your identity becomes your diagnosis. Yes, that is so very true. I know when I was told, like, I was totally relieved, but then the doctors are like, oh yeah, you can't be doing this or that, or you know, they give you this whole like list of things that you cannot do. And then they leave you with, but what can I do? They leave you with the, the gloom, the doom and gloom of the whole diagnosis, but they don't give you the hope. They don't, you know, they just want to say, oh, here's a pill. That, at least that's how it was with my situation is they were, oh, well, here's a pill, take a pill for this. And to be honest, the pills weren't doing anything. I was at the point where I was taking leave, and no, I do not recommend this for anybody. I was taking leave a day for over a year and the doctors were saying that I was just fine. Now I am backtracking and trying to heal my liver because of all the liver damage that the leave a day was doing to my body because I had to try and um, stay awake and stay as focused as I could 
because I had two under the age of three at that time that I was just after the accident. So I had to try and take care of them, but yet I was, you know, so debilitated with the daily migraines and the daily dizziness and the kids just couldn't really be kids. And, you know, that was, I lost my mother, you know, what I envisioned motherhood to be with that accident too. So not only did I have the trauma of the accident, I had the trauma of, well, now how is my motherhood supposed to be looking like? How am I? And so it was really a double whammy right after the accident. Um, because I literally went from carrying both kids in both of my arms to not being able to even lift a kid. Um, so yes, it is very true that we tend to get in our heads about our diagnosis and really think of the negative, but we need to break that cycle. We need to say, Hey, yes, I have this diagnosis, but there is more to life. There is more than just this diagnosis. Yes, I have a TBI, but no, I'm not a TBI. There's that difference right in there is that you can have a diagnosis, but you are not that diagnosis. And you need to have that clear understanding that while you may have the diagnosis, you can still have your life. Mm-hmm. It may look different. Like for me with my three fused joints, I can't open things as easy as I used to. Um, I literally had to relearn how to write. I had to open up, you know, learn how to open up jars the new way because my left thumb, it's straight, but my right thumb, it's bent. And we did the bent so that it didn't look cosmetically pretty, but so I could open up jars because with our food allergies, I will kid you not, we literally take out gluten, dairy, corn, soy, peanuts, almonds, and eggs. On top of that, at this point, my body says no to all grains, including false grains. And the only beans that my body will say yes to are green beans and peas. So we make a whole ton of stuff from scratch at home. We try and can as much as we can. So I needed to be able to open up jars is basically the gist of it, you know, but I'm to the point where I've, I've crossed the silver lining of, yes, I've had this trauma event, but without this trauma event, it wouldn't have made me who I am today. And so I did have the woe is me, you know, for over a year or two after the accident. I will say I did go through That's the grieving natural. process. Yes, it's natural. We all go through a grieving process. But I knew that there was more. There was something inside me. There was the intuition that this is not how life is supposed to be. You're not supposed to just be sitting on the um, couch watching TV and popping pills all day. That's not life. That's not how we were created by our creator to live. We were live or we were created to fulfill a purpose in life. And that purpose is different. And that's the beauty of life is that we all have a different purpose. But yet we're all here for one mission is to fulfill our purpose in life and be in love and not this whole negative trauma mindset that we've been programmed to be in. 
Yeah, it's it's easy to get stuck. And like like we were saying, it is it is natural. It is absolutely yes. natural to feel whatever emotions come up when you have a traumatic event, right? When you have a traumatic diagnosis. And a diagnosis is a traumatic event, right? There, right yes. that's there, right? Um, so it's, you do go through the grieving process. You go through the process of grief by, you know, getting angry by feeling sorry for yourself and all of that's natural. And all of that is okay to be in those situations. It's how long you keep yourself in those situations. Right. And whether it takes you a month, whether it takes you a year, whether it takes you an hour, whatever you need, but just have that hope that, you know, I might not your vision of being a mom, and I wanted to touch on this really quickly, is we tend to go through life, and we're going to be talking about this um, coming up shortly on forgiveness, is we have, you know, we have this clear picture, right, of what our future is supposed to look like. We have this clear picture of what we're going to be like as parents, what we're going to be like as a partner, what our career is going to be like, you know, how many of us or how many of our viewers have grown up? How many of you have been asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right? So I wanted to be a veterinarian. I am absolutely and utterly squeamish. I cannot do any medical, not even a little bit. Um, my body goes into shock when I see anything medical because it's just, no, mm-mm, can't do it. And so I couldn't be a vet. And so it, it changed as I grew up, right? My husband wanted to be a fireman. He ended up becoming a mechanic. It, you know, all of these different things, but we get to a certain age, a certain stage in our life where it's like, we don't trust ourselves or if things don't go right, we beat ourselves up. We internalize. How many of us have actually forgiven that six-year-old, that 10-year-old, that 12-year-old that said, I want to be a vet when I'm older. How many of us have forgiven that kid and said, you know, I'm sorry, that's not how this turned out, right? So we get it, we we get that ideal stuck in our head and then we make decisions because if anybody knows about beliefs, I have the seven mindset pillars. When we create our belief systems and each person's is individual, there are seven main areas of our life that we focus on, our self, so what we believe about ourselves, our spirituality, what we believe about spirituality, whether we're an atheist, a Catholic, a Christian, doesn't matter. Spirituality, right? Unique to ourselves. And I want you to think of like the Greek pillars, right? And, you know, even holding up Olympus and you've got the pillars. That's what these are. And every decision, and I'm not going to go through all seven, every decision that we make is based on the beliefs that we have in those pillars, So when we say, I'm going to be a veterinarian when I'm older, or if we create this visual of what our life is going to look like, we make decisions to make that happen. But if we get a traumatic event, a traumatic word, a traumatic action, if we have beliefs that are created by by events that are negative or have a negative connotation when we're an adult, we make decisions that are different. And we internalize that. So with your view of what it looked like to be a mom, and then all of a sudden that view is gone. And it's like, well, what now? That's okay. 
It's absolutely and utterly okay to be in that situation. But then you think about it, okay, well, maybe I can't do it the way I thought I could. Maybe I can do it better, right? Maybe I can do it differently. If I can't do this, maybe I can add in this. And it, it, that goes for career, that goes for relationships, that goes for any of the seven pillars where you're actually saying, okay, yes, I have this condition. One of my closest, uh, one, of, one of my most amazing friends is a um, spiritual, spiritual medium. And uh, she has whew, trigeminal neuralgia which is one of the most traumatic chronic pain conditions you can ever had ever have. And it is nicknamed the suicide, um, the suicide condition. Like it's, it's nasty. And she is thriving, absolutely thriving. And I'm going to say that because she thrived by one, finding out who she is, reconnecting to herself Two, opening herself up to the different possibilities. And three, looking outside the box. Now, you did that when it came to Western and holistic medicine. So why don't we get into that? Um, so as we, we've divulged in what Western Med has told me is that I need to be taking pills. I need to be, you know, I was told by my ex-primary doctor saying that, oh, well, you're just going to pretty much be a vegetable the rest of your life. You're going to have to be taking pills to manage your pain. You're going to, this was May of 2017, before we knew about the hand or anything. Um, and he's like, there's no more that I can do for you. He pretty much gave up on me. Well, I knew that there was more. And that's why I was seeing a natural doctor. Oh, um, prior to the whole accident, because again, we're going to go back to Western medicine. Um, back in 2010, I was to the point where I was lethargic. I was in my mid twenties. I couldn't lose weight. I was 240 pounds to be exact. And I started seeing a holistic doctor and he's like, well, your adrenals are pretty fatigued and you've got a candida overgrowth. For anybody that doesn't know what candida is, it's a yeast bacteria that is in everybody's gut. Mine just overgrows easily. Um, but I was eating the three king size candy bars a day. I was doing all the junk food, you know, the American diet pretty much. Um, and I started seeing the natural doctor and he told me what foods to take out, what supplements to be taking. And so I kind of had that hint of, okay, natural medicine, holistic medicine is the way for me because within the first year of seeing my um, natural doctor, I lost 80 pounds. I went on to being pregnant with my first kiddo, had went through that pregnancy and then went on to a second pregnancy. I mean, that was just his helping. Now to flash forward to today, um, the reason that I chose becoming a certified master herbalist and the Zyto specialist and the Shaper Clean practitioner is because I wanted to not only help myself, but I wanted to help my family and ideally help others with the knowledge of how plants can be medicine. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but 
there are medicinal properties to plants and it's been around for thousands of years before Western medicine was really around. Um, but it's the way that has really helped me with, I'm on the Shape Reclaim program myself. And I'm a firm believer with the Shape Reclaim program. What we do is we eradicate the chronic inflammation, balance the hormones. And then since we're taking out the chronic inflammation, there's going to be some weight loss or whether it's weight management, however you want to um, word it, because some people maybe don't want to lose the weight and they just want to manage their weight, but yet be able to lose the chronic inflammation and how to know if you have chronic inflammation. Most Americans have it because the root cause of most disease is chronic inflammation. And how do we get chronic inflammation? Well, we go through traumatic events. It can be anything from a sprained ankle that doesn't fully heal to the big traumatic events because emotions, when we don't take care of our emotions, they evolve into physical elements, whether it's some sort of disease or I will say I was a bottler of emotions and that didn't help my body at all. I know it didn't. Um, we need to be able to feel the emotions and let express the emotions in a healthy way. I mean, we don't want to go hurt others, but we need to be able to express in a healthy way so that it doesn't become bottled up and a physical element. We need to take care of the emotions mm -hmm. and recognize our emotions. So Emotional the whole being is, is key. Yeah. Um, so with holistic measures, I will say I wasn't doing the best before I was on the shape or claim program. I was eating pretty much yellow potatoes and a smoothie a day. The Western medicine's like, you're just fine. There's nothing wrong with you. My kids were eating more than I was at that time. My emotions were back and forth. I would fly off the rocker sometimes that's part of the TBI and not me not being able to manage the TBI. But with the shape or clean program, that was um, after being on that for several months, I started that in October last year. And in March, I became a certified master, a certified lifeguard. I became a certified lifeguard in March after being on the shape or clean program for only just a few months. And that's just how my body responds to holistic measures and being able to know what's going on with my body. Um, the owner of Shape Reclaim, he actually did a facial diagnosis. It's not really a diagnosis, but it's a decision tool um, on me. And he was able to pinpoint more of what was going on in my body and my personality. It's, it's something that I'm now trained in how to do. Um, it's really fascinating, but with being able to take the key parts of how I need to help my body, use the supplements. Um, we actually moved this summer too, so that helped because I was living in corn country and having an airborne allergy to corn, that just wasn't helping anything with the inflammation at all. Um, but now I'm working part-time as a lifeguard. I'm running my own business. 
And then on top of that, I'm averaging four miles a day with walking. That is how much my life has changed just with the holistic measures and being able to say yes to me and taking care of my body. And then I can be able to take care of others better because I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. I love that. I can't get over. So you are definitely in the States and I'm definitely in Canada because I, you said root and I'm just like, oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Root, roof. And there's a couple other ones that I just absolutely adore when anybody in the U.S. says it because it sounds so different to me. And (laughs) I love it when stuff sounds different. So yeah, I, uh, I had to mention that. Well, and I will say I'm from Minnesota Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I've been told I've got the Minnesotan accent. So Mm -hmm. it pops out every now and then. We have extended, we used to have extended family and then I have, uh, I have extended family in the States and yeah, root, root is, is root and roof are two of the, two of the biggest ones that that we yeah. noticed are, are quite different in the way that are, they're said and you know what it's just pronunciation and I totally love it um, yeah. even some Canadians have accents so all good I love different accents I married a European man because you know why not yeah. but um yeah so <laughs> needless to say I like the accents okay so having a healthy balance I think the reason why we're talking we're talking, sorry, hiccups. The reason why we're talking about Western and um, holistic, holistic healthcare is because it's not always one way, right? If you, just like uh, Samantha, if you know that there's more to your diagnosis, if you know that there's more to your life than your diagnosis, you're capable of doing other things. If you want to try new things, try to have a healthy balance of Western and you know, holistic and do what feels right for you. That's, I think the biggest key is doing what feels right for you, not what feels good because you can't do it. Cause trust me, there's a lot of us that like to do stuff just because we can't, um, which doesn't help, but you know, knowing what your limitations are, knowing what you're capable of doing your medical diagnosis or your medical condition doesn't have to stop you from having a life that you're blessed to be living, that you're thriving in. And I know a lot of women and a lot of men who have these diagnoses, who it changes their lives, right? And maybe for the first while, yeah, my girlfriend was laid up on the couch. She couldn't get off the couch. She was drugged all the time because she couldn't handle the pain now she barely takes anything. I believe she does CBD oil um, or, or, you know, cannabis for the pain and it manages it. She can be out in the wind, not very much, but she can, she can do things now that, you know, most people with trigeminal neuralgia can't, sorry, just drop something. Um, so learning your unique limitations, learning what works for you what doesn't work for you reclaiming your identity and i think that that for me is always the hugest one because your identity just defines your emotions your identity defines your actions and the thoughts that go into your head and and how you perceive things come down to your own unique identity and knowing that is always the first step yes um also with medical or western medicine 
I do want to point out that they are a medical practice. Keep that word practice in the back of your head. They don't always know what's going on. I mean, here in the United States, I've had my current um, doctor, he's actually a nurse practitioner. He's looked at me and he's like, I cannot honestly not tell you what's in the vaccinations. Uh, what? Hold on. You cannot tell me what is in the vaccines that you want to be put in my child. In my child. Uh, now, that's a red flag to a mama when a Western medicine doctor says, he's like, you probably know more what's in them than I do because I'm a huge researcher because of all of our food allergies. So he's like, if you don't feel comfortable, I don't feel comfortable. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, so you got to find your voice and be strong and do what's right. Yep. Like Melissa was saying, is do what's right for your body. Pills may be the answer. Pills may not be the answer. Yeah, absolutely. You got to really research and figure out what works for you. What you're comfortable with. What you're comfortable with. Because I know in my family, now that we've got the food allergies, we don't really do the vaccines because here in the United States, they could contain corn. They could contain nuts. They could... And it's not on the label because it's not food, even though it's being ingested into the body, it's being injected into the body. It's not labeled, you know, it's so crazy, but that's part of owning your own power and standing in your own truth is doing the research of what is being given to you. You know, maybe you accept the pills, but I'd suggest looking into the pills and seeing what is in it what are the side effects because we don't even know that half the time when the doctor gives us yeah anything not only that um do research of your condition your medical diagnosis with that with whatever it is that you're considering whether that be holistic whether that be western medicine whatever it is that you're looking into do some research on the integrations of that, right? Like if you were to take any over-the-counter medication, you're going to want to make sure that it doesn't interact with other medications, right? So it's all about yeah. doing research and just really being proactive in your health and in your family's health. Now, I'm going to side note that is that anybody's position on vaccinations is their own. We honor and we respect everybody's positions, whether you are pro or anti either one doesn't matter that is your decision your choice so don't come at anybody for yes or no because that's not the point of the show we do not tolerate that everybody is entitled to their own opinion and own belief so square that away really quickly um yes. I, I will confirm with that you know we all have our opinions yeah. and it comes down to do the research do what's best for your family for yourself um, I wanted to segue and now I'm, I'm trying to remember what I wanted to segue on. Um, I can't remember now. As you're trying to think, I will say, um, when you're looking at bettering your wellness, your health, don't just look at the physical outside being we are composed of our body, mind, and spirit. So when you are looking at 
bettering your health, bettering your wellness. Don't just go for the physical, go for the mind, go for the spirit. That's one thing that I absolutely love about holistic medicine. And what I do is I go for the whole body, mind, and spirit, because when one's off, the rest is off. You can't synergetically be working together. So, and I know with Western medicine, they don't really think about that, but this is where it comes into work with Western medicine, but also get a holistic practitioner and men, you know, mend the bridges between the two and yep. own your own health. Learn how to listen to your own body. And you are absolutely right. And I have a great example of that for Western medicine is you think about the latest fab. Let's talk about the keto diet, intermittent fasting, whatever that looks like. Okay. So Western medicine or, or whatever, um, if you are looking into, you know, say, and I'm, this is not a judgment. I don't judge anybody. So let's say I'm going to use myself as an example. So let's say I'm hopped up on the newest trend, right? So over the last two weeks, we did an episode on um, a week or two weeks ago, we did an episode. And during that episode, we talked about women being protein deficient and how a lot of our weight gain, a lot of our fatigue, a lot of that has to do with a protein deficiency. And I thought about it and it really, it clicked something in my brain. My brain was like, yes, I like that because I don't diet. I don't exercise. I don't like it. Um, I have medical conditions that stop me from doing some of that. So again, going with my brain, right? And I'm like, I can do that, right? I can add more protein. That's super simple. I don't have to change my diet. I just have to add protein. And so my husband and I have been doing that for the last week or so and listening to my body. And you can feel if you start, so we just started doing protein shakes and I had the first protein shake. It was really good and it was all hyped up. And then a couple days later, um, after having a, a few days of protein shakes, I had a protein shake and I drank it really quick, just down the whole thing. And I felt really bloated and I felt really sick and I couldn't eat anything with it. And I just didn't feel right. And so I said, okay, from now on, I can't have it that quickly. I have, and I'm not going to have it with a meal. I'm going to have it as a snack. I might have a granola bar with it or a protein bar, whatever I need to have with it. I'll have the carb with it but I can't have it with a meal. Otherwise I'm not going to eat, right? Why it's a meal replacement. Um, my husband likes to eat it with his meals. So I don't, I don't know where he gets it from, but, and I couldn't do it. And so I listened not to what my brain was telling me that I have to do this. I listened to my body tell me that's too much at once. You need to drink it slowly and over a few minutes, not, not in one minute or less. And it's really just understanding that, right? And feeling into that. My intuition told me, yes, that's simple. That's easy. I can do that, right? Yeah. My brain told me, oh, I have to go through. I have to go with what they tell me and do it. My body said no. And I made those differences, right? And I, I made those changes and those adjustments. That's what we need to do as individuals, Speaking of medical conditions, uh, one of mine that's rearing its ugly head, so I actually have to cancel this video a little bit earlier than normal. 
Um, so let's wrap it up. What would you like to add before we get going? Um, the last thing that I just really want to add is just capping that off. Know your body, listen to the intuition within inside of you. It's maybe just a tiny little voice, but it's there. Start listening to it more and it will grow louder. And that's just going to be one of the keys to help you unlock your wellness so that you can be thriving in this life. You are more than your diagnosis. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. Now, if anybody wants to learn more about thriving with your medical diagnosis or your medical conditions, join us. You can connect with Samantha. You can connect with myself. Or you can take the Phoenix Identity, our sponsor today has a life crisis package. It's, excuse me, a three-month package, coaching package, 25, keep hiccuping, 25% off with uh, the code 911. Go and check that out. Link in the description. Again, reach out to myself or Samantha to learn more about our journeys, what our medical conditions are, and how we learned to follow our body, follow our mind, follow our spirit to create a thriving life even with medical conditions. I know it triggered mine today. Do you know what triggers yours? So absolutely take a look at that. Thank you so much for coming, for joining me today, Samantha. Thank you for having me. And I apologize profusely for having to leave early. It happens. It's my fault. <laughs> All right. Well, lots of love to you, just a family. Again, reach out, connect. Uh, links in the descriptions to reach out to myself or Samantha. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on where and where you're watching. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.